Welcome to Bit Party Goes to the Movies, a Bit Party short where we see contemporary films that are in theaters now. Bren, you want to tell the audience what we just watched? We just got done watching Avengers Endgame. We just got home from Avengers Endgame, and uh, we're still really, really shook. I'm pretty shook over here. Hey, Miss Ponce. If you find this recording, don't feel bad about this. Part of the journey is the end. Let me let me uh, let me start by saying that we're doing Avengers Endgame in two different episodes. Mm-hmm. This episode is the spoiler episode. If you have not seen Avengers Endgame, then do not listen to this episode. Listen to our other episode where we don't spoil anything, but we still talk about what we thought about the movie. Um, but if you have seen it and you want to know how we were feeling afterwards and uh, some cool trivia that has some spoilers in it, then keep listening here. Yep. So, now that that's out of the way, my voice is a little hoarse, <laughs> partially because I am feeling a little under the weather, but also oh because I spent like 40% of the film crying. I was so, I was done. After, there was a certain point that we reached when a lot of the reunions were happening, and I was done from there. This movie's like a three-hour video of parents coming home from Afghanistan and, <laughs> and surprising their families. It's it's really really does take an emotional toll on you and in like a beautiful and tragic and happy way and all the yeah. all the different spans of emotions that you can feel. One of the things that I noticed about why it was so emotional was it, they were pretty much saying, "Look at all the people that we've lost over these ten years, uh-huh. and now we're going to give them a chance to briefly reunite with them." Yeah, like oh boy, that was tough. Yeah, that yeah. was a hard one. <clears throat> Let. Let's just get it out in the open. Big spoiler coming up. Last chance. <laughs> Do not listen further. <laughs> Tony Stark's death at the end of this movie is truly a masterful way to close out this phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, uh, and yeah. he does so in in like a um, in the way that he announced that he was in fact Iron Man. Yeah. If you notice that that's yeah. the same line that he uses at the press conference. Yeah, where they want him to keep it a secret, like he's a superhero. Mm-hmm. And he just says, no, fuck it. Bren, you told me that Robert Downey Jr. was actually the only character that got to read the whole script. Yeah, yeah, I guess everyone, they were so super secretive about this movie, uh, especially around like Tom Holland, who's notorious for spoiling things about the Avengers. <laughs> he has the, done that. Yeah. <laughs> that the only, uh, the only person they gave the entire thing to who knew the ending and knew how it was going to go and shake down was Robert Downey Jr. Well, let me, let me ask you this. There was a lot of happy tears as well because this movie was plentiful in reunions. Yeah. And like, yeah. Because there is a time-traveling element to it and obviously the superheroes coming back from uh, the snap. <sighs> that part was... That was a big one. What was, what was your most emotional reunion? I think the most emotional reunion for me, the one that, like, that, that got me good, was when Thor talks to his mom. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's this sense of like she knows he's from the future, she she gives him such sound advice. the The fact that her advice was so wise and so resonant with him um, reminded me a lot of like my relationship with our mom. Oh wow! Okay. That's, so she she's smart. She's always like I always feel like she's a good person to go to who will give you very like sound advice on what to do next. And so the fact that he knows that day she's going to die. He has such limited time with her, and he mm-hmm. has to leave. 
and he just like like they embrace and they talk for a bit but it's like never enough time mm-hmm. that was tough that's true yeah i forgot that that she's supposed to die that day and he knows it and he can't really risk the future yeah of uh, the mission for for this moment in time yeah um my most emotional reunion is i think pretty cliche and probably a lot of people's re- a favorite but when spider-man flies back in from titan and and embraces uh tony stark yeah yeah when i heard the flipping sound when everyone was coming back i was like i'm not ready for this <laughs> i'm not ready for spider-man to be back and see tony stark yeah that was really that was really special that's hard i did think that it muted it a little bit because now tony has a real child <laughs> i don't know yeah, if he was not... like i don't know i don't really need you as much <laughs> son figure yeah but you 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 humanized me, but then I had like a real child, <laughs> and that's like so. oh, and Tony's moments with his real child are so incredibly sweet. Yeah, definitely. That so. is like you made a really interesting observation about uh, going back to Spider-Man's death, which was yeah, they really brought it full circle in that they've both gotten to hold each other while the other person died. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a classic father-son dynamic. Yeah, we got both sides of that coin where <laughs> yeah. both of them had to feel the pain of loss knowing that they you know probably couldn't do anything to prevent it yeah oh man well i think that it is sort of inevitable for us now to go into our ratings and uh, the critics have been very good to this film yeah and understandably so because it crosses over pain and and humor and i'm like laughing out loud and then there's a reunion scene in like a couple minutes and i'm crying so bren this is very important what would you rate this movie I gave it a 9.5 mm-hmm. because I thought it was the perfect conclusion to this story. Uh-huh. There's nothing about it that I would have changed. The only reason I knocked it that half a point is because for me, Infinity War was the perfect Avengers movie. I saw nothing in Infinity War coming. The fact that like they lose, the fact that the snap happens, the emotion when everyone's disintegrating, mm-hmm. that movie hit me so hard. This one I loved, but it there were parts of it that felt like, justifiably, cleanup duty. It's like, we need to get all these things in line mm-hmm. so that we can wrap up this epic that we've been setting up. Sure. Which is great, but it, it limits things just a little bit. Sorry. But again, all, like fantastic movie, perfect ending movie for mm-hmm. this franchise. Yeah. What about you? Well, for me, I, I thought that this was my version of the perfect movie. Like, oh, a really? superhero film of... of comedy of tragedy of all those elements uh you know i i I gave it a 10 and i did so because because i really covered all of the the feelings that you could have Mm -hmm. like there are parts like i said that i'm laughing so hard like i'm crying and then i'm crying so hard yeah that i'm like i can't believe that we have as a audience connected with these characters in in such a tremendous way and here is this like gift that they've they're like everything that you want yeah, here it is. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You know, you want to see all your superheroes fight together one more time? All right, here you go. They don't drop a single storyline. Yeah, they really covered everything. And and I also found that despite how sort of all over the place this film is, mm-hmm. the the linear storyline does surprisingly well. Yes, yeah. Even you're though you're right. in different times and, and you're jumping around, it, it all fits. And it never feels like, wait, who is where and I'm lost. Yeah, yeah. They did the same thing with this and Infinity War. So many characters, so many uh, storylines and making them all work in a non-confusing way. Yeah, yeah. And in the battle as well, uh, I felt like it was easy enough to follow. There was a ton of action. 
It was just, I, I mean, I, I thought it was great. I would say that my only criticism is what the way that you criticize almost any time travel movie, which is sure. like, so what the fuck happens now? Yeah, yeah, there's the past so many world. things you could ask. And, and it was kind of brought up by um, the grand sorceress, Hilda Swinton. <laughs> David Bowie. She, yeah, it's David Bowie lookalike. <laughs> um, who is the ancient one who protects the time stone when they go back to 2014 or yeah. whenever it was, or 2012. Um, and she's sort of saying like, hey, like what about my timeline? And then they say, don't worry, we'll come back. But then there are big things that even if they return the time stone or all the stones, like there are things that are obviously very different. Yeah, they have to be. Um, I think that I can, I can accept the fact that when Thanos gets snapped out of existence, he's snapped out of existence across yes, time yeah. and space. That made, when you said that, that made a lot of sense. To so me. I can, I can accept that. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of things, obviously it's a f- fictional fantasy movie, but mm-hmm. um, so I can accept that. Like he's not going to come back for the stones. Yes. Yeah. But one of the big ones was, of course, the fact that Captain America decides to live in the 1940s. Yeah, which and makes all, which has all kinds of ramifications. You would think, but yeah. So I mean, nobody touches on what happens there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not even sure. I thought it was really cool though that he gives his shield to uh, to Sam at the end, so yeah. that he can become the Captain America. Yeah, very powerful of the present. So maybe he um, was continuing to be Captain America. Yeah, that's there's a good chance because they don't unfreeze him until. Like much much later. So if they have Captain America throughout like history, then maybe oh, he yeah. actually corrects. Which again, yeah, there's a lot. There's this like is why Rick to... and Morty doesn't go into time <laughs> travel. But what I did like was the fact that they were only trying to change their present. They weren't trying to go back and fix things because what that allowed them to do is not invalidate any of the past movies. Because if they had gone back and made the Avengers not happen and all this whole thing not happen, then you can't really go back and rewatch that. Without just feeling like this is pointless. Well, I do feel like the first Avengers can't happen because that battle was spurred by, by Thanos. Know. That's true. That's true. But in there, and it, obviously people still remember that first battle. Like in people's heads, it still happened. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But I don't know. I honestly, I, I have no good, no good answer for like all of the implications of the time travel. Yeah. But I think that for the most part, they did a very good job with it. I agree. On on a similar note, the only thing that I would have changed or done differently is also related to the time travel. And um, I get that they had to do this for pacing reasons because it is a very long movie. Uh huh. But it took me out of it just a little bit when all it took for Tony Stark to discover how to travel through time was some of his friends coming by and putting the idea in his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a little like. Give me a montage. Give me something that shows him putting some effort towards this, even though he's a genius. Because what that says to me is like, so this entire time, we've been here for 11 years, and at any point, you could have invented time travel, just completely mm-hmm. unrelated. Yeah. That's a little bit weak to me. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Yeah, Again, I can, I can accept it because it works in this film. But yeah, I, I agree with you. It was like, ah, you did it in a night. This is going to work, Steve. I know it is. Because I don't know what I'm going to do if it doesn't. I just want to say that one of my favorite scenes... I, I want to ask you what your f- very favorite scene is. But my favorite, like I guess, series of scenes is when Steve Rogers gets to wield Mjolnir. Oh, yeah. Which is... It's hinted at in, in Age of Ultron that he can probably lift it up because he's pure of heart. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but it was pretty dope that he when he's using it as that like, was so cool. his double weapon... And to hammer his uh, his shield so that it reverberates and oh my god that was yeah. such a that was such a cool <laughs> move 
Yeah, and that was right after Age of Ultron came out. I saw a thing on, I think, Instagram. Where it's like, it wiggles a little bit and Thor gives like a shocked face. Yeah. And then it doesn't move because Cap didn't want to embarrass him. But that's what the post was saying was like, Mjolnir doesn't have... It doesn't wiggle a little bit if you're a little bit pure of heart. It's either you can lift it or you can't lift it. Right. And that's how Thor knew, like, of course he can. Yeah. What was your favorite part? I think my favorite part was also in the battle when Carol Danvers comes back. Oh, yeah. Because she was absent for a lot of the movie which was surprising to me because they made such a big deal about we got to fit this captain marvel movie in before endgame because she's going to play a major role so i was like if her role is so major where the hell is she and then as soon as she came in i remembered that's right you can't really have her because she can take down spaceships yeah that is too powerful to have for any kind of a suspenseful movie and they 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 covered it up by saying like she's obviously very far away and so she can't like time warp yeah she was she had to reach there given a certain amount of time. So. And she's like single-handedly dealing with all of the things that everyone else is dealing with on Earth in other places. Right. So I thought that was a cool explanation. Definitely so. So I love that where she like flies through Thanos' ship. I'm like, well, she's A, she's here, and B, that's right, she's crazy powerful. Yeah. So, okay, this is Bit Party, and we're doing the spoiler episode and review of Endgame right now. It was a lot harder in the... Um, the non-spoiler one. Yeah, yeah. Because the characters, there's so many more characters that appear, obviously. Half yeah. of the characters come back <laughs> at a certain point in the film towards the end. So, what is your bit part character, Bren? My bit part character, um, I would love, I wanted to do something with Thor plus the Guardians of the Galaxy forming to become the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I really like that ending for <laughs> Thor. Yeah. Um, so, I think it would be cool if through some turn of events, maybe they're tracking down some artifact, they wind up on Sakaar, mm-hmm. and Thor's like, don't worry, I got this. And showing them interacting with, obviously, Jeff Goldblum, and seeing what happened with that whole... Obviously. Jeff obviously, Goldblum. he's going to be in it. And seeing what happened with that whole planet when the snap occurred. Uh-huh. I think that could be interesting. That would probably be mine. And I thought it would be cool as just like a little mini-adventure, because we already have Guardians of the Galaxy 3 coming out. But we know who that main villain is going to be. It's alluded to at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So I think this one could fit in either before or after. No big deal. Right. Yeah, that's good. My movie idea, I am appreciating the uh, growing friendship between the the White Wolf, Bucky, and uh-huh. uh, King T'Challa's uh, little sister, Shuri. Yeah. Shuri. Yeah. And she seems to be inventing sort of new ways for him to recover from both like his mental trauma and be and his uh, physical ailments and giving him more powerful arms and probably and i i can see them teaming up in the black panther universe and and their friendship and partnership grows yeah and that that's sort of where that would fit definitely especially because she's such a compelling character in the black panther universe yeah but it's obviously has to be focused on t'challa yeah so that would give her her own thing her own path to follow yeah so there you go that's a really good one So those are two potential new Phase 3 Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Yeah, sort yeah. Sort of like, you know, maybe we'll have to flesh them out a little bit more in, a, in an upcoming bit party or uh, in, in an additional mini episode. But I think that maybe Disney would be interested in one of those. They kind of sure, yeah. They kind of took elements from my... My pitch for Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> that was so that was To weird. be honest with you, I looked over at you and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> they're living in Norway. Norwegian village. Yeah, they're living in Norway. 
That's very, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, but it's like, hey. Wait a minute. <laughs> I kind of said that. <laughs> and all Thor's doing is, like, drinking and eating. Yeah. It's like his dad. But, but you know, just to close this out, you know, I think that this was, like, an exceptional film. I know we both agree on that. And, yeah. and it really covered so many things. It had moments of heroism. It had moments of uh, strong feminism vibes when all the women line up to uh, help Captain Marvel take the yeah. Infinity Gauntlet. It that even had a... a a gay character yeah. in the sort of help group that Steve Rogers is in that and, and trying to lead for veterans that have lost people. I mean, it just really like captured so much. And again, as Disney always does and as MCU always does, they do it just kind of nonchalantly. Yeah. Like they don't make a big deal about it. And I feel like a lot of other films make a big deal out of it to seem to demonstrate like, yeah. Oh, we're, we're about, we're, we're progressive and we're this. And like, just to make sure you don't miss it. Yeah. Do you I don't, see that. I just want you to know we care. <laughs> and Disney's like, we're, this is just a, this is a part of our film. This is what makes us great. Yeah. And, and yeah. MCU closing out this phase. We obviously know that more phases are coming with uh, an additional Spider-Man and another Black Panther and another Guardians of the Galaxy. And well then, I know. I'm not ready to say goodbye, but yep. this is a good way to do it. Definitely so. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, you've already watched Avengers Endgame, but maybe you want to watch it again. Let <laughs> us know what you think. You can always reach out to us on social media. Bit Party Season 3 coming back pretty soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.